Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your main bitch, Kim, and happy Thirsty Thursday. Or if this was like an MTV thing, I would say happy Thursday, but it's not. So it's all about Bravo. We know. Yin's guys know that the whole move thing for me has been a bitch and not a good one, must I say. And as I was talking about before... This dude that I met, he was pretty awesome, and I said was, because the dude fucking ghosted me. What the fuck is that? Be a man and tell me what's going on. So that made me really upset, and now I'm fucking mad about it. What the hell? This is not cool. But let's just move on from that, because... I want to talk about some Bravo shit. There's a lot going on. First and foremost, Bravo.com, or Bravo TV, let's just say, they put a bunch of shit out. The one thing that I want to talk about real quick is Dubai, of course, because I fucking love that. That is literally the best franchise that has started. Like Salt Lake City, now you're secondary to me. Primary for me, 100% Dubai, 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 yes. Do hello, not Dubai, but you know what I'm saying. So, so good. I'm obsessed with the show. We all know it. Now, they put pictures on of all the women in their reunion outfits because they're filming the reunion. So, let me see here. Just looking. Nina coming in. Nice little gold dress. She kind of has the same type of style. It's very like bohemian type chic kind of thing. And uh, quite frankly, I'm a little bored with her on the show. But, you know, she's still cool. Let's give her some more time. I don't know if they said that the season finale is next week. I would have to double check on that. But damn, this past episode was intense and I loved every single second of it. And Ion... As I told you before, she's my queen. I love her. I want to be her. Like, she she really is a badass bitch, and we will get into that. So Nina's, she's got a cool dress. It's pretty. You know, it's all good. Okay. Super standard for her. Nothing too crazy. Then we get to my girl, Chanel. Yes, you know that she's always bringing it. Someone might say that she may look like Big Bird with the train of the dress, But uh, you know what? She can't do any wrong by me. She looks great. She always has the most fabulous looks on the show. She just comes in. She knows that she's a superstar. And she dresses like one on point, period, dot. Woo! Now, we're going to go. Oh, my God. Okay. Cue Caroline Brooks and her fucking... I don't know. She had to have been inspired by Charlize Theron's look and the what was it? The Snow White and the Huntsman. She literally looks she's channeling that look because she's like doing some Disney villain shit. She's like, it's crazy, but I kind of dig it. You know, she's coming in here hard. She's got that damn tiara thing. It's just like watch out for her because she is about to cut you essentially. But it's interesting, too, because it's a shorter dress, but it has like a longer train. Clearly, I know nothing about clothing or I know that there's tool and dresses and all this shit, but I'm no fashionista, honey. But I'm just saying her dress is kind of short and then the other part of it is longer. There's a slit. 
She looks great. Channeling uh, the queen from Snow White and the Huntsman. I dig it. I dig it. Then we get to Sarah. I love her shit. Always looks great. She's conservative, but I love everything that she wears. She looks hot all the time with her conservative looks. Not everyone can pull that off either. So let's see what she's wearing. All sequin dress. There's some uh, like feathery looking things. And that is really pretty. Long sleeve all the way down to the floor. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Then we get Lisa. Sexy, seductive Lisa. Holy shit. I mean, she is all she's all in green. She's all in green. She's got some major cleavage, cleavage boob right in front of our faces. But not only that, she's pulling like a fucking uh, Angelina Jolie look at the Oscars. Remember that big ass slit and her leg just came out? She's pulling that, but in green. She looks good. She looks good. I don't know if I would personally wear something like that, but all I'm saying is her husband looks at her. Okay, he's going to get some. He'll get some in the evening, just saying. Then we get Miss Caroline Stanbury. She's obviously a seasoned pro. I think, did they do reunions for Ladies of London? I'm just going to assume that they did, even though I never watched it. But let's assume that they did. She is a veteran with the reunions. So she's not going as crazy as the newbies are. I mean, let's even think of Salt Lake City. They get all fucked up as far as their dresses, too. Like, oh, look at me, look at me. So she's pretty conservative as well. Nice, short, short enough little dress and uh, sparkly black, silver. That's cool. My favorite of them all is going to go to Sarah. I think she looks badass. And uh, sorry, Chanel. And I do fucking love you with everything. But I do have to say best dress, in my opinion, was Sarah. Then I would probably go. Then I would probably go with Nina they're definitely more my style. And then I would say I would probably say Brooks afterwards just because she looks like a villain and she's like badass. I love everything that she's wearing. It's kind of ridiculous, but I feel like that's the point. So then I would go with her and then I would go with Chanel's. Then I would go with Stammery's. And I'm so sorry, Lisa, yours would be last on my list because I can't wear anything that risque in public. So there's that. But Very interesting looks. I am looking forward to the reunion. I think it will be great. And I don't know. I think Andy flew out to Dubai for that. I'm pretty sure that he did. And it will just be, I know it's going to be one of many because the show is doing so well. And as I said, it really has brought Real Housewives into such a different zone, in my opinion. I think it's really raising the stakes. And that's why they want to do Real Girlfriends in Paris, which personally, I don't think it'll do well. I think it is good in theory that they probably want to get some younger blood. It's like summer house in Paris and shit. I just don't think it's going to stick around as long as maybe what they would hope. So I'm going to give it a try, but I am not too optimistic with that. Now, moving on, if we go to if we go to Shep, let's talk a little bit about Shep. We all know that he's broken up with Taylor. Taylor probably uh, said, you know what? You're not giving me what I want. I got to go. You're 42. I want to have a family. And clearly, I'm not going to change your mind. So peace out, dude. So, oh, ah, tonight's episode. Oh, Naomi, why the fuck would you kiss Whitney? I don't understand this. I'm so 
confused. You are following the footsteps almost of your nemesis, Catherine. I don't understand. There has to be a reason. Was she super drunk? I can't wait to hear. Oh my God. Why did she kiss him? I have no idea. Let's get back to Shep though. He's talking about people that he is still close with, uh, the alum, if you will, of Southern Charm. So the OGs. So apparently it says on Bravo TV that he remains close with at least one of them. And, and it's not who you would expect. It isn't. It is actually Jennifer, Jennifer Snowden. If we remember her, she was the one that Catherine accused that she slept with Thomas whenever she was pregnant, whatever. She's the blondie chick. She had a baby during one of the seasons. Jennifer. So he keeps in touch with her. What about Cameron? I feel like since Cameron left the show, I really do feel like she's really distanced herself. So I personally think it's probably a better thing. And also, my gosh, I follow Chelsea on Instagram and I'm so, so upset. I feel so bad. She lost her dog, Tyson. I think he was 13 years old. That's a pretty damn good age for a bigger dog. So Chelsea, I'm so sorry for your loss. It's so sad. I totally know how I know how it feels to lose a dog. Um, but yeah, that broke my heart for sure. So getting back to Jennifer's relationship with Shep, not only do we learn that she's still close with her, but I guess when she recently got married, I thought she was already married. I guess Naomi is semi close with her. She was invited to the wedding. So that's great. And um I guess she put photos online and everything, and Naomi commented, yay, everyone's friends. Cool, cool, cool. So Jennifer Snowden is like the alum that people keep in touch with. That's cool. I would have thought it would have been someone else. If it was me, I would keep in touch with Chelsea and Cameron. Of course. One other little thing that I want to talk about. Ooh, Erica Jane. Oh, my goodness. She... I don't know. Beverly Hills is boring. I already told you and guys that. But it says here that Erica Jane just shared some updates on her music career and beyond. What is this Buzz Lightyear here? Like, what the fuck? We're not talking Disney here. We're talking Bravo. Oh, so we knew that she was trying to be a part time dominatrix or she was just talking about that on the show. Who knows if she's really real about it? But you know what? You do you. Right. So apparently she was talking to someone. I don't know if it was uh, the Daily Dish. Yes, it was. It was Daily Dish. She said that she is going back into her music career with her partner, uh, Mikey Minden. We see him all the fucking time. Is he only working with her because it seems like it? I know that he's been all over, but like what else does he do other than hang out with Erica and like talk to her about her clothes and shit? I don't know. But clearly he's making more money than me. So she says something and I'm going to quote it real quick on the Daily Dish about her music career and what's coming up. She was like, I'm going to try to do my best, Erica. She was like, "Uh, I was just in the studio, so I'm back making music. And that means we'll be back to making visuals and shows. It's it's pretty strong. It's kind of like my punk rock era without being punk rock about it. It's kind of no holds barred. Did I sound like her? I feel like I didn't. But seeing Erica as like a punk rocker, I don't see it. Doesn't make sense to me. Will I be looking out for it? I don't know. But I just know that it is no longer expensive to be her. It's not. But maybe it is. (sighs) Anyways, staying on the topic of Beverly Hills. 
things online have been a brewing about a cast shakeup. I fucking hate hearing that anymore. Cast shakeup with this franchise. Cast shakeup with this. I don't care. Stop saying that. And let's just get to the season. Hello, New York City. Hello. Hello. I felt like I was Griff or whatever from Back to the Future 2. McFly. McFly. Anyways. <laughs> so Reality Blurb is saying this. Is there a cast shakeup? We don't know. Rumors. Rumor mill. Right? Lindsay Lohan. I'm tired of falling rumors. Apparently, some people are saying the executives of Bravo are basically saying they're quite happy with the cast. However, however, there has been talks just because of the recent behavior of Lisa Rinna and Diana Jenkins, as well as the many legal accusations of Erica. Damn, the whole like attorney reaching out to Sutton to with Erica's case. Damn, damn, damn. I can't wait to see what happens, even though Beverly Hills is slightly boring to me. But getting back to the behavior, Erica, Diana, Lisa. Most of the fans are kind of sick of it. They're like, what the hell? We hate watching this shit. Lisa's breakdown was pretty intense. Obviously, it was about her mom, the grief and everything. And uh, whoa. But people are like, what is up with these women? A lot of people want to see Lisa gone. They don't want her to return. So do I see it happening? No. Lisa's a pretty big staple in the uh, franchise. Erica is too. Could I see Diana leave? Yeah, she's only been on one season. I wouldn't necessarily say that she's offering a lot of content for us to enjoy, so to speak. I tell you this much, Garcelle and Sutton, they are, in my opinion, the superstars of this season. Sutton, she is just getting beat up left and right and left and right. But guess what? She is a champ and she is going in there like a UFC fighter and she is winning those titles because she is not going to let these Beverly Hills bitches Come up in her face and be like, you did this, you did this. Da, 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 da. No, she's not going to do that. And the thing is, she, not only does she talk down to them, which is not good, but I enjoy it, but she does it in such a calm manner. I'm like, holy fuck. And then you get Garcelle. Ooh, best line of this past episode. They're doing the Rin of Beauty and shit, 70s party, you know, Studio 54 vibe with the skating and all that shit. Everyone looks great. Erica's talking about how Garcelle is basically uh, Sutton's bodyguard. And she's like, what the fuck? You would stick up with her more than you would stick up for me. And then (laughs) Erica says something like, you're trying to make me look bad by asking me if I'm an alcoholic and shit. Oh, my God, Garcelle. She's like, Erica, I don't have to make you look bad. You can do that on your own. Oh, my God, Garcelle. Badass bitchery right there. Badass bitchery. Oh, my God. That was so good. And Garcelle is super calm, too, when she's addressing these women. She's not yelling at them and being all fucking crazy like Kyle and Lisa. And like, it's crazy amazing. And Garcelle and Sutton are the gold medalists of the season. Everyone else is bronze. No, actually, I wouldn't even say that they're bronze. They're just not on the ballot. So that's been pretty amazing. Now, let's get to the big thing that I want to talk about. (sighs) Real Housewives of Dubai. Oh, my God. This episode was amazing. Now, clearly I was, you know, last week I didn't really do like a big, 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 big ass episode. I was just talking about the real girlfriends of Paris and how I don't think it's going to do well. And I'm not a pessimist 
when it comes to Bravo shows. Well, actually, maybe I am because I was kind of like that with Salt Lake City and then I fucking loved it. And I was kind of like that with Vanderpump. Then I fucking loved it. What the hell is wrong with me? Whatever. I'm still not convinced that it's going to be a good show. But hopefully, Bravo, you surprise me because you still hurt my feelings that you said no to me to go to BravoCon. Anyways, Real Housewives of Dubai this past season, not this past season, this past episode. It was interesting and wonderful that Caroline wanted to host all of the ladies at this nice ass villa, whatever the hell it was in the middle of wherever. $50,000 she spent for a two day hang weekend, $50,000. And I don't even know if she really likes all the women, honestly, but she dropped 50K on that. Like, holy shit. Apparently, her brand ambassadoring and Instagram shit is paying her well. Like, Instagram, all these fucking things. Pay me! Let's go! $50,000, though. Damn. Looked nice. I looked at it when they showed you, like, the, the bird's eye view of it. I'm like, damn. This puts down Miami's place that Bethany got for all of the New York women, puts it down like crazy. I mean, this place, I would have never even have thought that it would be possible to uh, to even look at a place like this, <laughs> at least with my average-looking eyes, my peasant-looking eyes. <laughs> but it was beautiful. It was wonderful. And I was just like, damn, Caroline spending, dropping that cash on all these women, that's awesome. Also, too, the fun little activities that they did, the whole, like, fake surfing thing was amazing. That uh, sound bath was fun. <laughs> was not good with uh, Brooks. We'll get into it with the be yourself moments. Okay, I had to channel a lot in there for a minute because we did talk a little Disney today. <laughs> but if we start at the beginning, the one thing that I was slightly confused, you Yin's guys know that I love my quotes. So there was a quote that Ion said, and I wrote it down, but I'm slightly confused with it. This is whenever we find out that you know, obviously her and uh, Stanbury are like fighting because she looks at Stanbury and says, I am more successful than you in every way. Hurt Stanbury's feelings. She cries to Sergio on the phone. Wah, 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 wah. But you know what? Sergio really demonstrated what a husband is on that phone call. And I was actually thinking of him as an adult and a husband to an adult woman. I wasn't looking at him and thinking, you're like a child marrying to a 45-year-old woman who tells you everything what to do and you were looking for her approval 24-7. No, I felt like you were really, you had the balls going down there and you were really being a man. Congratulations, Sergio, because I was very impressed with that. Getting back to Ion's uh, quote, she says here in her confessional, what does she say? Let me look at my notes. She says, Thank God I'm not in the 1800s. I'd work on my cry or I would not be here. What the fuck does that mean? I'm confused. Am I not that intellectual to go back into history to understand what she means? Or is she just not making sense? Because there has been times when she said that quote about Nina's dress or something in the first few episodes she said something I'm in orange if you are not in orange you cannot be blue or whatever I was slightly confused with that quote so I wonder if we're back 
at that confusion of quotes. But if Yin's guys can educate me because I don't fucking know what this means, please reach out because I have no idea. We also learn that the women are talking about Nina. Now, usually Nina's pretty quiet in episodes. She doesn't really stand out much, but she did in this episode. Why? Because she wanted to go and uh, comfort Stanbury when she was leaving. She didn't want to hear Stanbury. She didn't want to hear Ion talk to her anymore like, I'm more successful than you. However, whenever Nina goes over to Stanbury, she's like, now you have a voice? Where were you during that whole whatever you call it, this fight, this whatever? Where were you on that? You didn't say a damn word. You were just listening. You weren't having my back. But now all of a sudden you leave the situation you want to have my back? Bitch, no. That's not how it works. So then Lisa is talking about This is on the side because Stanbury is with Nina at this point on a golf cart because she wants to go back to the the room. And Lisa was basically saying Nina's a social climber and uh, obviously it's messed up because whenever we see Nina at the beginning of the season, she's going to all the women and uh, she's basically saying, hey, you need to be aware of Stanbury because she is messy. She is shady. Like, what the fuck? Just be aware. Keep your eyes open. Okay. So she's saying all this stuff to the women and all of the women now are like, who, what are you doing? Loyalty. You have none. You're like Ashina Shea. You go here when it's convenient. Then you go here when it's convenient for you and it makes you look positive. I don't know. But the girls are like, what the fuck? So Nina is apparently trying to do the Ramona being a social climber. Okay. But in Dubai, not New York City. And it is interesting that this is the first time that I see Stanbury cry. I do like it. Not because she's crying. I like it that she is uh, showing us that she's an actual human and she has emotions and feelings. And clearly what Ion said hurt her feelings. Would have hurt my feelings too. But I still love Ion and she's a badass bitch. And as I said, Sergio trying to comfort her. That was a beautiful moment. Way to go, Sergio. You're a man at this moment in the show and not a child. But then you go back to being a child when you're actually fake carrying a child, but we'll get there. So then the next day comes and uh, everyone's reflecting, particularly Stanbury and Ion. I do have to say, I do love their husbands, even though Sergio's like a five-year-old. I do love that he is so supportive of Stanbury and I love... That Ion's husband is so supportive of her, too. I mean, what we hear at the end of the episode, like, holy fuck. Ion has gone through shit that most people will never, ever experience. Or, like, I, I, I was baffled. There were no words. So the support that these husbands have for their wives is just... I hope I get that someday. So... But then we get to the bath, the sound bath thing. Oh, poor Caroline Brooks. She's fucking allergic to bees. Everyone's sitting on their fucking yoga mats. I feel like we're back at Miraval with Shannon and the fucking Kelly Dodd like gong in her head. Like I felt like I was there, but not in where the hell is it? Uh, What was it in Arizona or something? No, we're not in Arizona, though. So it was basically like that, but it was a sound bath. Yes, a sound bath. Everyone was sitting on their yoga mats. <laughs> and then you have Brooks. She's sitting down 
The girl's trying to start her thing like, oh, let's heal. Da, 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 da. And then you see Brooke. She's just like swatting at the air. She's like, what is that? Is that a bee? And then you have Nina. That's an airplane. Oh, my God. Was it fire? I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. She is a champ. She is a champ for even sitting down there that whole entire time to go through that bath of sound. They were bathing in sound. I wouldn't have done that. Like, no, I would have gone in and had a coffee. Now, other thing is, too, when they had that medicinal drink to help heal whatever they were going through, cue all of the women going, (laughs) they did not like that shit. It looked disgusting, even even though Stanbury was like, I'm all in. She drinks that shit, and she probably is like, hey, this is shit. That was hilarious. I love that moment. Thank you, thank you, ladies. And then let's just get to... I would say this is the quote of the week for me, you know, because Brooks is like, I don't want to be doing this shit. What the fuck? I don't want to be doing this on vacation. This is what she says. Love this. I want to go on vacation and be fabulous. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, Brooks, because that was a fabulous quote. And that was my quote of the week. So sorry, Ion, but your 1800s quote threw me off and I still don't understand it. But then, cue a Baywatch moment on a fucking jet ski. Hello, hello, honey. Sergio shows up for Stanbury because he knows that she was crying like a baby, which I would have too. And he just wants to come and protect her and just, you know, love on her and shit. It was literally like Zac Efron in Baywatch doing his shit. But Zac Efron was kind of an asshole in the movie and then he kind of like got better. But anyways... Image-wise, it was all there. So that was unexpected. It was an unexpected thing, but I appreciated it. And then eventually you have Ion and Stanbury sitting down, kind of hashing everything out because Ion spoke to her husband and he was just like, maybe you should just talk to her and just sort of figure it out and try to understand each other better. So Ion sitting down And Stanbury's like, I was not trying to come after you and saying that, you know, what do you do? You're just a model. I was not doing that. I was trying to bring you up. And she basically said, Stanbury said in her confessional, she's like, Ion really needs to look within because she gets so triggered by me saying anything to her. And I don't really understand why she felt like she was belittled by me because we did hear Ion say that. So basically, they kind of apologize. They do their thing. Ion thanks her for inviting her and that she was grateful that she was there and all that kind of stuff. So then eventually a trip is over. Everyone leaves. Then we go to Caroline's temporary apartment because the place that she was living in was sold. So she had to get the fuck out. So Sergio is back being a child because I don't think that he understands how the birds and the bees work, even though he knows how to do the thrusting, if you will. But he also thinks that women have periods for two weeks. Honey, you got to go back to sex ed, okay? And I'll just join you just because I want to make sure that you're understanding everything. So that was a shaking my head moment about the two weeks uh, with a period comment. So yeah, there's that. Now. With him not understanding anything about a woman's body and or what they go through when they have a child. But this is all men. And I haven't had a child, but I just know how the equipment works down there and like the whole period thing. Men don't fucking get it. And they would be crying on their ass if they had to deal with 
most of the shit that us women have to deal with. But love you men, even though you piss me off sometimes. Now, because Caroline's like, you don't know what the fuck we go through, you're going to strap on to your stomach, not that type of strap on people, come on, you're going to strap on to your stomach a big ass watermelon, and then you're going to get two cantaloupe melons, you're going to put them up there, and it's going to look like you have boobs, and then you're going to have this stomach as if you're carrying a fucking child, and uh, guess what, he was whining like a little bitch, because he's like, oh my god, it's so heavy, yes it is heavy, yes it is, buck up, Bear down, as they would say in Chicago, for the Chicago Bears. Are they still good? I don't even think that they were good. Are they good now? I'm not really sure. Go Steelers. Now, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. Cue all the melons on himself. Then we got then we got Caroline Brooks coming to say, hey, can you cue Cher from Clueless? As if she comes in there looking all sherified up from Clueless, her fucking yellow ass skirt with the yellow ass shirt and it's just like the fucking jacket and then the the high boots and stuff she was Cher she was Cher and I loved every second of it so she's coming in and then they're talking about the whole oh I on a new are you good it was just pretty pretty damn good scene if you ask me Brooks you stole the uh the fashion look for me in this episode that's all I have to say Whenever Stanbury's talking to Brooks and she's saying, I don't know what's up with Ion, but she didn't thank me for the trip. Q production. I'm saying Q a lot, but whatever. Have them go back two scenes of Ion saying, thank you for inviting me. I'm thankful that I'm here. Yes, she did say thank you. Come on, Stanbury. Roll back the clip. Hear it for yourself. Now, the last part of the uh, episode, super heavy, very emotional. I mean, I teared up. It was intense. So Sarah takes Ion to the hypnotherapist that I guess she worked with or is working with, you know, throughout her stuff that she's going through. So if we recall in the first episode, Sarah was like, you should do hypnotherapy. I'll take you. So this is the spot. This is the time when she does it. So they go there in this lady. She really taps into Ion's past. And she's like, oh, well, think about the time when you were up to five years old. What happened? And oh, my God, just even thinking about it to retell you guys is like insane. So I think the first part was her just saying that she recalls her mother crying a lot, being sad. I guess her father beat her mother pretty badly, which was, oh, my God, I couldn't even imagine as like, in between your first days of life to five years old, and that's what you see, like, holy fuck. Then the hypnotherapist was like, okay, now let's just think what was happening in your life from five to 12, five to 12. And then, oh my God, just hearing this, oh my God, it's just so sad. She was saying something like, they moved to a different town, to a different village. And then what happened, I think it was her and her sister They were taken by some man, and then they go into this bedroom. They are told to lie down, legs spread open, and they got fucking circumcised. Like, what the fuck? 
And then I guess she was like sewn up and then she couldn't pee for a while. Like that obviously is not sanitary. It's fucked up. What the fuck are people doing? That's disgusting. It's inhumane. I was so heartbroken to hear that. And then you see the emotion on her face talking about it. I mean, oh my God, I really, really just wanted to give her a hug. And then it got to the hypnotherapist said, okay, so now what happened between 12 and I think it was 14 or 15? And then she basically said that I was supposed to be married off to someone, but my sister protected me and then that's how she got out. So, but then we also hear in her confessional, you know, she said, I wanted to get married, but I had all this shit happen to me. I was sewn up. So then they had to reopen the wound, so to speak, painful as fuck. And then that had to heal in order for her to have children like, oh my God, this this woman has been through things that mostly none of us have experienced or will experience. It was just insane. And I appreciated and loved that she was able to open up because I'm sure there are, I'm thinking there's probably a select few. I don't think this is a super common thing in America that I know of. But yeah, it was just so heart-wrenching to hear that. Uh, But for her to go on and say, you know what, I'm going to talk about this because this should not be happening to girls. And if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, basically with her platform, then that's what she's going to do. And I think that is 100%, I don't know, maybe that's part of the reason why she's on the show. Maybe this is how things can get better in situations like these. Basically better by meaning getting it done and not like the shit shouldn't be happening. So that was a really intense like last five to six minutes. And uh, I think it was important to hear everything about that. I appreciate the vulnerability that you need to have in order to share that, not only with a person and a hypnotherapist with your, oh, well, Sarah wasn't in there. Oh, wait, yes, she was with Sarah in there, but also on national television. Like, damn, there are, I I, I don't even know if I'd be able to do that. So, Ion, I feel for you. You already know my obsession with you because I think you're a fabulous bitch. And, uh... Yeah, even with all the shit that she went through, she you hear her say, I have a good life. I'm very grateful for life. I am a happy person. I have a good family. You know, she's not she's not dwelling on that. But with the image that the hypnotherapist said, you are this tree. You have all of these leaves and these branches, but some of these leaves don't work for you. And you are going to have such a great time cutting these down, which are all of the painful emotions that she felt and all this kind of stuff. So very powerful, very powerful scene. And uh, that's how the episode ended. And I believe, I think I recall that next week is the season finale. I would assume so just because they're filming the finale or because they're filming the reunion. But This has just been one of the best franchise. I love this franchise. I really do. All of the women are top notch for me. And um, some of the other cities, they they better step up. I'm hoping when Potomac starts that they can deliver. If Candace is on there, even though I don't like me some Candace, she does add a lot of shit to the fire. Fuel to the fire, let's say. Roni... 
I am going to be so disappointed if Bravo fucks up my beloved franchise of the Real Housewives of New York. I will be so pissed off. And then I might not even talk about them because I'll be so pissed off. So Bravo, don't disappoint me for your roniness because we are waiting. We are desperately, anxiously waiting, a.k.a. myself. And uh, Jersey, whenever it starts again, we're going to see Teresa. We're going to see her get married. And da, 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 da. I'm sick of Teresa. Let's do a Real House Husbands of New Jersey. Yes, we can keep Housewives of New Jersey, but like I want the House Husbands. Please, please listen to my suggestions. Now with that, Yins, guys, thank you so much for being patient with me throughout this move. I'm still not done yet. What the fuck? But anyways, that's my own problem. I don't want to drop it and dip it on you guys. Thank you so much for listening week after week. I appreciate Yins, guys' ears. Please reach out to your friends, foes, enemies, parents, sisters, brothers, and tell them to subscribe to the show. Do it on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. You know it. Subscribe. Give me a five-star rating. That actually means a lot to me. And please comment and rate the show and just say, hey, it's really awesome. Or if you think it's really bad, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> but if you do, I just want to hear feedback. So please give that to me. <laughs> that sounds fucked up. So please, if you would be able to do that, I would greatly appreciate it as the small podcaster that I am. Thank you guys again for listening. I hope Yins guys enjoy Southern Charm tonight. What the fuck, Naomi? Why are you kissing Whitney? Stop. Have an amazing weekend and I shall catch Yins guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.